listening to Chris Talks Cars on Cartoon Channel. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Chris Talks Cars. My name is Chris Gooden and I'm joined today by, I guess, the godfather of all my friends and their car culture because Manny, Rob, and Ig, it seems, wouldn't be into cars without this gentleman, Mr. Nate Tapia. Buenos dias. Hola, homie. Uh, so today we are sitting on a beautiful Southern California morning in the garage where all the action happens. And uh, we were talking about your dad used to uh, worked on the sand and gravel trucks. Right. Yeah. Talking about uh, a little bit of his his car past and uh, how sand and gravel guys always have the nicest chromed out custom paint trucks. Uh, if you want to get a little bit back into that. Yeah. Uh, that's probably the number one thing that got me in love with cars and trucks from the beginning. Just cause I remember as a kid, I'd go to my dad's shop and you know, you would see he'd have just regular day to day semi trucks and they'd be working on them. But I remember the most chromed out gorgeous looking trucks were always the sand and gravel trucks and right. it always blew me away. I was like, man, these guys are pouring asphalt, you know, chunks of rock and these really badass end dumps and bottom dump trailers. And the transfer trucks were all time my favorite. Right. Cause you know, you're a kid. And to me, for the longest time, my dad never corrected me. Mm-hmm. I called them transformer trucks. Transformer trucks. <laughs> Cause they dump the back trailer. Yeah. Transfer dumps. Yeah, yeah. And they get in there. And to me, that was like a transformer. Heck yeah. I thought that was the coolest shit ever. Yeah. And I think until I was like 10 years old, I was like, dad, I saw this awesome Peterbilt transformer. And he was just like, he'd chuckle and it's called a transfer truck, but whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah. That's good times, man. Those, uh, I always, I still think it's magic that they can back those trailers up and line them up from someone yeah. who flails around like a small child trying to back my RV. Like, I don't know how those guys so, do it. <laughs> I had uh, my storage yard where I moved my 26 foot storage trailer to. Uh-huh. Um, one of my dad's buddies, who's a bottom dump driver, mm-hmm. been doing it like 25 years, right? And he's like, oh, I'll move it for you. No, no big deal. I was like, cool, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. Right. So <laughs> he drops his bottom dumps and he's got this really nice freight liner <laughs> hooks up to my trailer. And it's a 26 foot box trailer. It's not okay. huge. Right. Right. And he had the hardest time backing that thing up oh, into yeah. this huge gate that I had. And I'm just like, the hell that he finally like, I think he kind of like saw my face and I was just like waiting for him to back up for the 17th time. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm a bottom dump driver. We don't back up. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right, my bad. <laughs> like, yeah. That's take fair. your time, man. <laughs> well, and a short, short wheelbase like that. It, tw- it, it, it is a little harder. Snappy, yeah. 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 Good times. But I got a kick out of that. <laughs> he just poked his head out all frustrated. Like, I drive bottom dumps. I don't back up. <laughs> like, all right. This isn't my fault. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I wanted to say that to all the people watching me. Like, the the second or third time we were out was when I, I was trying to back into this spot, and I just couldn't. It felt like no matter what I did, the trailer just did the, like, whatever it wanted. So I think at a certain point, your mind, like, shuts down, and you're like, nope. It do does. It. Yeah. Like, I was just so like angry and upset at myself because it's like I think my worst trailer backing up story involved uh fire department. Mm. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Our old house that we had had this huge driveway access on one side, but I didn't have a driveway on my side. Mm-hmm. So I would use my neighbor's driveway. So I'd have to kind of go in at an angle 
and back my car trailer in. Right. And, you know, I had my 18 foot car hauler. I'd back that thing into that driveway. I don't know, a hundred times. Yeah. And for some reason that day, I just wasn't paying attention. And my gas meter happened to be right next to the house right there where that driveway is at. No. Yes. So I'm, you know, backing it up and I felt the trailer kind of hit something and I was like, crap, I hit the post or something. Right. And I look back and I see like just a geyser of gas, like shooting out. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. It was real bad. I managed to break it off like four or five inches above where the manual shutoff is. Uh-huh. So you, I couldn't shut it off. Ugh. So, you know, like a dipshit, I had to call 911 and be like, um, there's a gas I have leak. a major gas leak at my house. Yeah. And I don't know what to do. Holy shit. So man. like fire department shows up, gas company shows up. They had to shut it down like in the street. They had to get my neighbors out of their houses just in case. Oh, so yeah. 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 It was awesome. All my neighbors are, you know, it's like, mind you, 7 30, 8 o'clock at night. No. So they're all out of their houses at no. night. <laughs> like we were outside for like an hour before they finally were like, okay, we got it. Oh, they bro. fixed it. The gas company guy put a new meter box on there. He knocked it out in probably an hour. Like just, yeah, you know, replaced it. And uh, I remember the fire department guy joking with me like, well, he's like, that was an expensive day for you, huh? And I had no idea at the time. I was like, I, I guess I'm, you guys work for free. So and yeah. Yeah. Lo and behold, like a month later, I get a bill from the gas company oh, yeah. for like $1,200. Oh, <laughs> I was like, brutal. Um, Y'all take payments? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, shit. Oh, man, that's rough. That was the worst ever. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I almost took out the the fifth wheel coming around a corner when uh, on our first night out in New Mexico when Manny and I were headed to Houston. This big, beautiful, like wooded RV park. And I still like wasn't quite used to pulling the trailer yet. So I was coming around this corner what I thought was wide enough. And I look back just in the nick of time to see the trailer, like getting eclipsed by this giant, uh, fir tree that I was about to take out. Yeah. So I think, uh, trailer pulling is definitely, it's underrated. Like for a step into manhood that everybody has to do at one point. For sure. Cause now tell me if I'm wrong. Now, when you're on the highway and you're behind somebody pulling a big ass trailer, you're like, I get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, my dad, he, he drove a freeway truck my whole time growing up and ran heavy equipment. We always had RVs. So like I'd always learn the respect of big truck drivers. Like I always give them space and all that, but like the, to see them back into these storage yards and like have these trailers just whipped around doing exactly what they want. Like even more respect than I had before. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Australians, those are some trailer backing motherfuckers. You know, I've been I've been kind of into that one show for a while. Like I watch episodes here and there Which of one? those Australian uh, truckers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the road train guys. Yeah, yeah. They're absolutely nuts. Hundred percent. Yeah, they go like on seven day hauls, like across Australia or something. Yeah, across the uh, across the plains in the middle, man. Those are those are crazy. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, this these road trains, it'll be a semi with 8, 10, 12 trailers. At least, yeah. Yeah, and they just bomb through the middle of Australia. Look them up. Um, but yeah, when I was there, they were renovating the apartment complex I was living at. And uh, they had like... 
there's no like big trucks like mine, like one ton. I mean, there are, but they're imported from America. It's just a very, it's a much smaller society, if that makes sense. Like everyone's yeah. driving around like half ton pickups are smaller. So, um, they don't have my point to that was they don't have big semi trucks to just get around. So they have a lot of trailers, the two, two axle, like big tech style trailers. And they had those things in an underground parking garage that you would have had to back into it from the street to get into it. And then around all the posts, cause it's an underground parking garage into a spot, like completely blew my mind, yep. like mad, mad props to them. I'm, I'm grateful that my dad made me when I was like 13 mm -hmm. and we lived out in like Lake LA and we had this property with horses. Yeah. He would be like, here, back up the hay trailer for the horses. And I was always like, God damn it. Like, I'm going to be out there all fucking night. Mm -hmm. just, and sometimes like it would take me forever to back this trailer in to where the horse feed stall was, where I can unload the bales. Like it just, it sucked. Yeah. Builds character though, right? That's, yeah. what, that's, well, that's I mean, what they tell us. Anytime it came to backing stuff up, I usually got thrown the keys because most of my friends couldn't back shit up. That's true. Even now, that's still true with me. Like anytime there's something to be pulled or backed or anything like, no, everyone's scared of it. Yeah. I should well, probably when we were, be. When we were in high school, it, we'd but... go out like on my friend's dad's boat, mm -hmm. uh, the Dandros and stuff. They'd take us out on a boat with them. And <laughs> even his dad was like, hey, Nate, you're going back into the dock. I'm going to get in the boat. Yeah. Like, all right. I was like. 15 like, damn all right let me back in your brand new bayliner into this dock real quick shit and that was when you back it in like they had this 80 something ford econoline like conversion van oh yeah we, we had with. those yeah yeah they sat so low in the water like water would slowly creep in through the back doors oh i believe it yeah so back in there yeah and sometimes getting out was just a struggle our pool trailers growing up we had a, a ford econoline conversion van and then we upgraded to the gmc pop top yeah conversion van yeah that's what we pulled most of our rvs with until to this day don't tell carrie but i do want to get one so badly and just airbag it and slam it on the ground oh yeah make it as impractical as ever yeah but there's something so dope about the inside of those conversion vans yeah everyone walking out you can fit a small army we, inside we had one uh you can ask my brother egg we had one for like 15 years i think i remember when we first got it it was like the shit like, right you know, I had like these swiveled captain seats in the yep. back, the back turned into a bed. And then yep. my dad, because my grandpa run a custom upholstery shop for years, they like decked it out on the inside. Right. So it was all like nicely done. And from day one, when he bought it, it was all black and it had a white, like high rooftop. Okay. Like I think it had been added after the fact maybe. Right. But so for years we called it Shamu. Shamu. Because it looked like Shamu because it was, or an upside down Shamu. Black and white. But man, we love that thing. And like all our friends and everyone, we'd go on road trips. We'd go to Texas every year. And oh, it's the best for road trips. Oh my gosh. We were just, I thought we were the shit because it had like a VCR. Oh yeah. So you would bring a file box of VHSs with yeah, you. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you would just be the whole just flexing way, on these hoes. out, just watching Mighty Ducks the whole way yep. to Texas. <laughs> like, Ours was, uh, we, we had the, uh, super Nintendo in ours. Oh yeah. So you yeah. guys were doing big stuff, big stuff in the conversion van world. Well, this is in like the early 2000s. So super, it was still pretty old, but when we'd pull up to church in those days yeah. and, uh, everyone would come up and we'd be playing Nintendo inside, but like, Oh, sorry, let me pause this. I remember the Shamu finally like 
gave this last dance and it sat like in the back of the property forever. And then my dad finally like junked it, I think. Mm. And a lot of my buddies that I grew up with, like junior high school and high school were like, what the hell? Like the Shamu is gone. It's I'm like, yeah, it's gone, man. They're like, I can't believe it. That thing was the best. I'm like, I know. Well, we road tripped in your minivan for Rob's 30th birthday. And that was yes. pretty, that was pretty awesome. Vans are the best. I don't care what you, the, the hippies had it down. Yeah. Vans are the greatest. Vans and wagons. Wagons are underrated. They're almost as cool as vans. I really want to find, I got, I got too many damn cars. It is right now. You do. But what's one more? Yeah. You know, yeah. She, she won't notice. Not, not at all. Especially now that I got that extra storage yard. Exactly. So, yeah. Yards clean. Nothing here, but the C10. Speaking of, uh, do a quick rundown of all your, your vehicles right now. Uh, all right. You got the big booty Judy. The big one booty ton Judy. Dually. The 88 big block dually. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. I, I ran to LA to go buy that thing. Hell yeah. Like they are getting so hard to find. And that thing's straight as an arrow too. Yeah. No, I was blown away how clean it was. So mm -hmm. the guy that I bought it from, I guess his dad died and it belonged to him and his dad built racing engines. Okay. Um, and so the bed of the truck had never had anything in it. Oh, okay. He was like, all my dad did was pull this enclosed trailer with people's race cars. So he would go pick up the race cars, pull the engine out, rebuild them, put them back in, drop the race cars off. Damn. It's door to like, door service. Yeah. He's like, this truck never saw like labor. Beautiful. So it's, it, it was gorgeous. I saw it online for like a thousand bucks. Called the guy. He's like, yeah, I just posted it. Um, you're like the fifth guy that's called. Damn. I'm like, listen, man. I'm going to run to the bank. I'm going to shoot down there and come and get it from you. All right. And he's like, okay. So I ran down there, picked it up. I hadn't even squared away a tow truck yet. <laughs> so I called my buddy and he's like, that thing's too damn big. I can't put it on my tow truck. Yeah. I was like, oh crap. And so he gave me a couple of numbers and I found this other guy and he's like, yep, I'll do it for 600 bucks. And oh. I was like, oh my God. And like, all right, cool. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. But totally worth it. The guy gave me like an extra long block for it. Uh, this is going to go in the C10. Yes. Yes. Most definitely. Cause Why I mean, not? that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. What, what year is the C10? 74, 74, 74. GMC short bed. Yep. Looking real mean yeah. right now with uh, that. You've heard the story slicks. on that truck, right? Probably not. On um, when I bought that one. Huh? So <laughs> same thing, you know, I'm always on online looking for deals and looking for, you know, something cool. Right. And so uh, Manny was here in the garage with me mm -hmm. and I'm like, Manny, get your shit. We're going to go look at this truck right now, <laughs> you know, because he carries bags and what right essentials. He's, yeah, he's uh, he's special. He's soft. Precious. Yeah, in the best Super way. Super soft. So we go over, and the guy that's selling it is actually the guy that owns the storage yard mm -hmm. that I have. So I get there, and he's Damn. like, "Hey, man, what's up?" He's like, oh, "I'm just clearing out some lots, and you know, this truck had been here for a minute." He's like, I think the guy took uh, the engine and the front end with him. So it didn't come with that. Right. Yeah. The whole front clip is missing. <clears throat> so I was like, all right. I'm like, but it is a 74. I checked the VIN and stuff and he had paperwork on it. I said, cool, man. And he, I think he had it for like $800. Oh, okay. So I'm looking at it. I was like, well, I was like, the pictures you posted, it had a front clip. Yeah. He's like, yeah, the guy took it, I guess. And I'm like, well, okay. So it's less of a truck now. So what can we do about yeah. that? So we start kind of going back and forth. And then I'm like, um, you know, would you do like 300 bucks on it? He's like, Oh no, absolutely not. And you got to hit him with the Richard Rawlings low ball. I, man, I, I, I hit him with like a hundred bucks and, <laughs> and he almost, <laughs> with the almost stars, kicked me out of the, the yard. Bomb stars low ball. Best I could do is 50 bucks. So as we're looking and Manny's like, Hey bro, Hey, is that a hundred dollar bill right there? 
And I'm like, where? And we looked down and like wedged, like right, kind of right behind the front tire, you know, cause it's out in the desert, this yard. Right. So there's just a bunch of random like debris flying around. Yeah. So like wedge underneath was like a folded up. It looked like, you know, a dollar. Uh-huh. And I was like, I don't know. Bend down, pick it up. It was two $100 bills. Damn. That somebody flew out of someone's wallet. Yeah. And it just wedged itself under that tire there. Dang. And so then I was like, all right, man, 500? He was like, yeah, let's do 500. <laughs> so I bought That's a come up right there. Oh, man. So I paid 500 bucks for the truck, but and only 300 two. of my own money. Hell so. yes. That's awesome. So that day I told Manny, I'm like, that truck was meant to be. Hell, it definitely was. He had 200 bucks. Came and then after refund. that, Manny was like digging all over that truck, like trying to see if there was. I'm like, that was a one time thing, dude. You're not going to yeah. find any more. He's like, bro, what if there's more? God, that's <laughs> squirrely like, fuck. Oh, man. But that has always been my. So. My very first truck that I built, like mm-hmm. from scratch, I think when I was in high school, was a square body uh, C10. Right. Because my dad had one that was like the shop truck that was all beat to shit. Mm-hmm. Like every body panel had a dent inside and out. It was just a royal piece of shit. But it ran perfect. It right. had like a great running 350 in it. And even the fucking air conditioning work, which was Damn. unheard of. Like yeah. it just, yeah, it ran perfect because my dad would use this truck to drive all over the valley, dropping off parts, picking up parts, you know, getting Caterpillar 110 pound heads and yeah. chucking them in the back off the top of a truck. So the bed was like, <laughs> it was, up. yeah, it was all dinged up. And so we had this neighbor that lived down the way from us, this older guy, and he had a 73, same color blue as mine. C10 mm-hmm. that I guess he took the engine out and he had lost interest. And so it was sitting there with no motor. Right. But the body was immaculate, like nice interior. The body panels were nice, had the chrome trim. So I ended up doing some horse trading with him and I ended up getting that truck. And then believe it or not, I had to buy the piece of shit work truck for my dad. <laughs> for parts? <laughs> huh? For yeah. parts? Yeah. He was like, well, you know, you got to buy it from me. I'm not just going to give it to you. Of course not. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Always so me and my lessons. buddies, uh, it was uh, <clears throat> Jeremiah, uh, my buddy David, Justin Rupert. Okay. Uh, who were kind of the guys that all hung out together in high school. And so like my sophomore year that summer, just all summer long, man, taking body panels off and just swapping parts. Hell yeah. So we took all the shitty parts, took them off, put all the good parts, the bed, like we took the bed off. We were kind of dumb at the time because mm-hmm. what would have been ideal it's just engine to, swap yeah all right yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> I, I realized that later uh, you know, high school to me it was like it'll be so much easier if we just put the bed on this one and doors and the fender and the hood <laughs> and <laughs> right uh when you're young you just have nothing but energy and, character yeah 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 Oh, but because they were both 73s yeah so like paperwork and stuff that didn't matter back right. then but <laughs> yeah when, like i think back i'm like we were fucking idiots like we should have just yanked that engine out swapped it been good to go yeah instead well, we did all this extra work but you live and you learn yeah yeah so we ended up doing that and my grandpa upholstered it for me and painted it so like my junior year of high school i showed up in this Freshly painted Ballin ass truck. C10 truck that most of the kids that I went to high school with, you know, the Baptist kids that were all driving brand new focuses. Right. Like, didn't really get like how dope it was, but I don't give a shit. Like to me, that thing was a dope yeah. shit ever. It got like four miles to the gallon, of I course. think, if that. Yeah. But 
yeah so that's that's always been my square body infatuation i think uh Jesus, I've probably owned 20 or 30 of them. Oh, my God. Like all different kinds. I've had Suburbans. I've had uh, K5 Blazers, mm-hmm. short beds, long beds, yep. uh, big booty duallys. They're number one, my favorite. I just, I like hips. Hell yeah, man. That's going to be awesome. What are, what are your plans with it? You said there's a big block. You're just going <clears> to <throat> throw it in factory trim? I want to leave the truck completely stock looking on the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely going to do some motor upgrades. You know? Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like heads intake for sure. Just the basic stuff. I do want to go cause it's got, remember we were talking about last night, how it has a God awful throttle body system. Oh yeah. That's the worst of both worlds. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I was looking at like the EFI setups. Mm-hmm. I so call it they EFI. Do, yeah. And they make those really nice setups that are literally plug and play. Mm-hmm. So that for sure is going to be that intake, yeah. maybe some aluminum heads, headers, and then I think I might put, put a little just spicier old cam in there. Drop on it, hot rod drop, and mm-hmm. that's it, man. There you go. That's gonna be awesome, man. Uh, what about paint? It's got that real that, nice red the paint. Patina. Is actually nice, man. I think I can take it to one of my body guys and mm-hmm. have him just buff it out, so it'll shine but still look dull. Yeah, which is just, you know seems to kind of be the popular thing right now. Yeah, but it I looks think on nice. on that truck it would look dope. Yeah, and it's got that real beautiful like red velour interior oh that's right i forgot it's got you the burgundy you sun can't go out without that man i'm gonna no. leave that as is you gotta get the uh the fuzzy carpet dash cover you remember those the molded it has it. Like thank a, you very much yes it's good we gotta uh, before you leave we'll go out to the yard and check it out it's, hell yeah. it's super dope i remember all my grandpa's old cars always had the the carpet it's, dash it's gotta, cover. i don't know where i heard it once but it's gotta be something like it was so they whatever didn't crack. your first car was like your first yeah. of freedom like that's what you will always gravitate to yeah because like i said the square body c10s to me are just they've always been the shit like right. i've always loved them and then when i was in college when i met carrie uh, i started getting to the five o's mm-hmm. the fox bodies i own a few of those and to this day like i said fox bodies are hell yeah the shit for me well they're awesome yeah you Manny doesn't like him but he's got horrible taste he's a strange man yeah you know and well, I say that liberally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, so, yeah, right now I got the the big, the big dually, the C10, uh, the Mustang. Oh, the yeah. <clears throat> That's a really nice car. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, uh, Emilio is in love with that car, which I'm kind of quite proud of that he is. Yeah, for sure. Like, we were out there at the yard and he was just like sitting in it, like going through the gears. the gears and stuff. Yep. And I'm like, what are you doing? It's fucking 90 degrees get out of there yeah it doesn't matter because <laughs> he was like sweat pouring down his face doesn't matter but he was in there just like dad this car's awesome nah, i'm nah. like you know what yep you're right this car is awesome good boy but yeah so i picked that up from a friend of mine it's a 95 50 convertible with yep. hundred thousand miles on it and just looks puff. immaculate yeah so that'll be a, a future project for sure what else i got over there i got the boat and then I've got two Suburbans. The Suburbans are, I use those as like uh, parts cars. Yeah. Because one's like a 99 and the other one's a 02, I think. Mm-hmm. They're just good for, you know, they got the Vortec motors in them. Yep. They got the good front ends, stuff like that. So those things you can pick up for a dime a dozen. Yeah. Can't say no. I think one of them was actually given to me. Hmm. So. Can't beat it. A lot of people want to understand out here in California with our smog issues that we have that once your car becomes unsmogable, it is literally worthless. Yeah. You can't do anything with it. It's pretty brutal. <clears throat> yep. And then I got the avalanche and what else is over there? 
Oh, the Dakota and the Explorer over there. Oh, that's right. I forgot the Dakota. That's yeah. going to be our race truck. Eventually yeah, that'll someday. make a great race truck. Once Bro, we get rid of that sorry scrap, ass motor. Scrap everything we've set up to this point. The long block is going in the Dakota. We're going to put a 1071 on top of it. <laughs> and we're just going to go full-blown Aussie Ute. We're going to trade the back. Put like a three-quarter ton front axle on it to hold that block I don't, up. I mean, these, these are details. It's fine. <laughs> we'll make it happen. I've seen Finnegan and those guys do it in a weekend. We'll be fine. Why don't we just put it in the bed? Oh, we could go uh, Maserati. Yes. We'd have to figure out a new name. I'm down. Put it in the bed with one of those B drive. A boat drive? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that should handle a big block with a blower. Absolutely. And I mean, it'll do wheelies anytime we want. For sure. Because they do it on TV, so it's not a lie. Yeah, I've seen Finnegan and those guys do full like restorations in a weekend. I don't see why it can't be done by us. Absolutely. Uh, I got everything we need right here in the garage. Yeah, I mean... So. We just need some. some and then what yeah. we don't need, we won't use because obviously it's not essential. If There's we don't, just zip ties. If we don't have it, it's not essential. Yeah. If we can't oh, fabricate. I'm good on zip ties. I got the whole canister right there full of I zip see ties. That. Notice how they're always handy. Yep. Right at the front. I, I keep them ready. Yeah, buddy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I forgot we had those two. And then the, you know, the Project Explorer. Yep. The Exploder. I don't, I don't know what to do with that thing, but. We need to go full roadkill with it. Throw some, some high travel Fox shocks on it. Straight pipe it. I, I'd like to make it all wheel drive. It's not already? Nope. Uh, so it'd be what, like a pre runner, I guess? Yeah, it's a California special. But what's yeah. weird with those explorers mm -hmm. is that the transmission comes with a transfer case already hooked to it. Yeah. I don't know if maybe Ford was like, fuck it, we're going to save money. This one's a four by, this one's not. This one's a four by, this it one's not. It just doesn't have the guts. It just doesn't have the drive line in the front end. Really? So the transfer case is it's, functional. It's on there. Yeah. Wow. I thought it was just like the, the case. Nope. It actually wow. has a spinning yoke on the front. Wow. Yeah. It blew me away the first time that I got everything. I was like, what the hell? Like, and That's then, so crazy. Oh, I was talking to Stafford. Stafford's a huge Ford guy. Mm -hmm. He knows he's owned a bunch of those Explorers actually too. And for the same reason, because they got five O's in them yeah. and you know, they're a piece of shit. But he makes Motor it make power. Right. But he told me, he goes, oh, yeah. He goes, a lot of them, uh, if they're like the V8, like Eddie Bauer package ones, mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, they came with a full four-wheel drive transmission setup, transfer case, everything just hanging there. He's like, and all you got to do is put a drive line in the front end and you're good to go. I wonder how much work that is. Probably more than it should be, but it can't be that hard. Find a four-wheel drive front end. Either a Ranger or an Explorer, because it's basically a Ranger. Yeah. On a Ranger frame. Right. And just swap them out. Huh. That'd be fun. I'd have to get rid of those 22s that I put on it back in the day. Yeah. I was going through some phases in my life. It right? happens, buddy. You know? Yeah. You, uh, were you here when I had that ridiculous Tahoe with 28 Oh, yeah. In the, in the those, system? Yeah. With those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember that thing. I, I would I would make Carrie drive that thing around town. <laughs> All his, blacked his out. His wife was not a fan. It. It's hilarious. I was talking with her last night, and she's like, I can't believe, like, almost 20 years we've been together, like, how many vehicles we've owned. Like, there's been days where, like, I would leave in a car. And I come back and check out what I got. I'd have a totally different car. <laughs> well, I remember back in the day when you were really flipping them. Every, I'd come over one weekend to the next and there'd be a whole new crop in here. Oh, yeah. Three, four new ones. Um, I paid my bills for like two and a half years just flipping cars. Yeah. I think like that's all I did 
but yeah. I did it like I did like a job. Like you Monday really through Friday, did. I was like hitting every auction in LA. I was coming back, and by that time, I'd built up like a little kind of uh, customer base. Yeah, and people were just hitting me up, like, "Hey, man, like, okay." I was selling cars to people who probably weren't supposed to be driving. Right. Because <laughs> on more than one occasion, I get a call from like this guy that I sold the car to like four or five months back. Hey, man. Yeah, I got stopped and they took the car. I need another one. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> not a like, problem. Not a problem. <laughs> like, Keep it coming. That's funny. Yeah. And I got my dolly over there. I, my dolly's going to go and I got to put some repairs into that poor thing. Yeah, she's seen better days. I beat the hell out of that thing. I towed like one ton trucks on top of it and probably shouldn't have. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Maybe? No? Hey, man, she made it. Hey, it, d- it does what it needs to do. That thing, that thing's made several rescue runs, mostly my brother. Yeah, who we talked to last night, Ig. Um, yeah, he he's not much of a, he's more of a car peripheral guy. Like, he's around it, he appreciates it, but it's not really his thing. Um. I think bikes have become his thing. Yeah. He's, he's pouring money into his bike. Yeah. So I know, uh, he took his tins and stuff yesterday to get all painted. Yep. Get it all striped by his buddy. Uh, yeah. Well, the, the Dakota that we were talking about building into our version of the Maserati that, that used to be his, right? Yep. Yep. And then, uh, you had my dad's truck for a while that went out in a blaze of glory, unfortunately, as those Fords tend to do. But the, she was well taken care of in her last months. Yes, she was very, very loved. <laughs> Extremely. Yeah. I, I love that truck, man. I had absolutely no use for it whatsoever, Yeah, which is what I loved about it. I wish it wouldn't have been such a piece of shit because I would have bought it back from you when I was doing my thing. Because, you know, F-350 Dually is about as good as you can get for a pull in a trailer. Yeah, and it was already all set up for it. Exactly. It was the King Ranch, but... Everything you had to do on that stupid truck, you had to pull the cab off. Yes. And at home, I don't care. Like, I have to you have build a, a facility just exactly. to work on it. If, yeah. Unless you have a, like a high ceiling shop, you just can't do it. Well, I had my dad's friend who is a power stroke diesel tech Yeah, for uh, Galpin Ford down in San Fernando. Mm-hmm. And that's all he works on. And so I was like, hey, man, do me a solid. Can you look this thing over and see like what I'm looking at? Like I right. know basics, but... This thing's tripping all kinds of codes and is doing these things and this thing. He's like, all right. He's like, well, first off, you got like five or six grand saved up because that's what you're going to have to start with. Oh. And I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, Brutal. He's like, and, uh, you know, this and this. And he's like, I think I can get this thing pretty much where it's going to be reliable for you for about 12 grand. Jesus. I was like, uh-huh. All right. Well, hard pass. Nice talking to you, sir. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah, it was a surprise to all of us. My dad's last couple of years taking care of the truck was not on his priorities. Well, you know, old guys, their priorities change. I was yeah. surprised when my dad told me he sold his, uh, his, it was, he had a smaller car hauler. He got mm-hmm. a bigger one now, like a, the gooseneck. Yeah. And, uh, that he sold his van that he had forever, that big old conversion van right which my boys love that thing too hell yeah but you know uh, you know what i think he came over one day when i was here mm-hmm. and the kids were like super stoked yeah i think i remember that now because he lets them do whatever yeah so it's grandpa you yeah. know there's no rules here right which i totally understand because my grandpa pretty much let me do whatever the fuck i want yeah you know you gotta that's what you gotta do <clears throat> yeah i just i always remind carrie like they won't die 
I'm probably pretty sure they won't. Yeah, die, but I didn't die. Right. They probably won't. <clears throat> I probably should have died a couple times. Yeah. Or That's what worries me is kids are soft now. Kidnapped. Yeah, kids are soft. Like, did I ever tell you the story that my grandpa left me at a McDonald's? <laughs> no. Yeah. For like four hours. Oh my god! Because <laughs> I would go, I would go trucking with him. Yeah, when, you know when he was hauling bottom dumps. Uh huh. And yeah, I was like nine, I think. Right. And basically, like we would leave it at four in the morning, so I oh, would yeah. go to sleep. I would crawl into the sleeper in the bed, and I would crash out, and then wake up like around ten. <laughs> and then we usually make you know a McDonald's coffee stop, right? And you know get some breakfast, and so the yard was down in Irwindale, I think, where my grandpa was loading. Mm -hmm. And then he was going all the way to like Long Beach or something. It, oh was, a, it was a long run. Yeah. And so he'd do like six of those a day. Mm -hmm. like just And it was usually like an hour and a half there, an hour back. Just So we were already done like one run or two runs that morning. I was getting up and we were coming back. So you would get off the freeway off the 210 and go left. And the rock plant was right there. Mm -hmm. Right on that on-ramp was McDonald's. Right. And so as you're getting off the freeway, you would pass by it. Mm -hmm. So my grandpa like gave me 10 bucks and goes, hey, go get us some Egg McMuffins and coffee. I'm going to go load and then I'll pick you up on the way back. Right. And I'm like, sweet. So I jump <laughs> it's out. It's so funny to think about out. doing that now. <laughs> and so he takes off and, you know, the, the yard, the plant is like half a mile. So yeah. he goes down there and he goes to load. So I know he's going to be like, you know, 30, 40 minutes minimum. So I'm in there and, you know, I'm, I'm eating my egg McMuffin waiting for him to pass on by inside. And then I see my grandpa just <laughs> getting on the freeway and just gone. And uh, you know wait, what the crazy uh, thing is? It's like, I didn't freak out. I didn't get scared. Cause I'm just like, all right, well he forgot. So I guess I'm chilling here for a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is even now, like kids are, I say it like they're soft, like it's their fault. But like, if you didn't have your cell phone, like if that happened to me as a grown man and I didn't have my cell phone and I saw my ride fly by, I would lose my shit. I'd like, be oh my so God. angry. Yeah. I just remember sitting there for, I, I had to been there at least because he went to unload. So he yeah. went to Long Beach. <laughs> so, and like one of the ladies at McDonald's, she'd, she's like, are you okay? Did you, uh, are you waiting for someone? I'm like, nope, I'm cool. <laughs> I'll just, just be chilling. sitting there. I ate his egg muffin too. Well, yeah, so, that's, you know, that's cost of doing business at that point. Yeah. yeah. But we did stuff, you know, nowhere near what our parents did as kids. Right. But still sketchy. Yeah. Like my cousin Travis and I that lives in DC, when I was out there and I was talking to him, he's like, do you remember when we were like, like 10 and Abuela would send us two blocks down to the meat market to go buy him a 12 pack? And come back yep. and he'd give us like exact amount of change where we had like a couple bucks left over and we would buy like a soda or something. Mm -hmm. But we would go to the guy and be like, Hey, can this we get a for our grandpa? 12 pack of natural lights for my abuelo? And the guy, he knew us and he knew my grandpa. Yeah. He'd be like, all right, there better not be any open ones. When you guys get there, we'd be like, okay. <laughs> it's like, Oh man. We'd be like a 10 year old and an eight year old kid, like walking down the block at like two in the afternoon, 12 pack of beer with a pack of natty lights. <laughs> like this. Damn. And that was like no big deal. In that it was neighborhood. a simpler time, you know? Yeah. It wasn't even that long. Oh, well, God damn it. That was long ago. It was like it the was, 80s. Buddy. Yeah. That sucks. 30 years ago. I remember I took uh one of the times that Carrie went over there with the kids, I think. So my grandpa lived in this old neighborhood in Chino that, mm -hmm. uh, my dad and my uncle, I think they still own the house, but, uh, you know, it was an old 
fifties neighborhood. So it had right. those alleyways. Yep. So they had like a backyard garage and backyard alleyways. Yeah. And I remember as a kid, like playing dodgeball back there, setting up bike jumps and, you know, all the sketchy shit happens. In never the once did I think that that place was like sketchy. Yeah. I just thought it was, you know, cool spot where cars never came through. So you could do whatever you wanted. Yeah. And so I walked around, it was like daylight with the boys. And I think Emilio was like, probably five or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, come check this out, guys. This is where daddy used to play all the time and look over. And I got so scared <laughs> of that alleyway. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, maybe it just got oh, worse. Man, but I, like, yeah. I was like, man, maybe we won't walk down it. You know what? It's so overrated. Man. I was like, maybe we won't go down there because it looks a little sketchy now. Yeah. Now that I think about it. Oh, man. Oh, man. I went to bed on time last night but i'm dying um i didn't you guys hit me up and i was like mm. i was full on into guardians of the galaxy 2 with the kids it's a good movie it's a great movie and i was just way too relaxed on the sofa yeah my day was done at like 10 that's fair uh what else we got going on car wise i think that's about it for now um Nate's like the roadkill in real life. Not to say that those guys aren't roadkill in real life, but he's definitely the guy that if I were to ever do any type of side of the road shenanigans, it's the guy to have with you. Uh, I guess because unfortunately I've been on the side of the road a yeah. lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way to learn though. It is. I guess I shouldn't bring someone with me if I really want to learn. Yeah. Necessity. I, I learned a lot from like a lot of, older guys that I would hang out with a lot of times and stuff that they did that I thought was completely nuts. Mm -hmm. And now that I think about it, I'm like, I would fucking do the same thing. Absolutely. Like I would totally do that. That's how you know you've grown is when you look back and see the stuff you thought was stupid when you were younger and you're like, okay, I get it now. Yeah. hundred percent. Yep. Well, we've got some, I got to rotate the tires on the Dodge and then get back to back to Vegas. So I'm happy to facilitate my facilities and supervise as much as I can for you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, follow us or follow me on Instagram. I am cartoon underscore channel podcast is available on Apple podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We also post it on the YouTube channel cartoon on YouTube. Um, that's it for now. Thanks for listening.